Hi, I'm Elle Crawford Marsden. This is Heart to Heart, a podcast about life, love, loss and everything in between. It's a mix of storytelling and conversations with some kick-ass human beings, all with the hope that you may pick up a life gem or two to help you navigate this earth life. So join me to be entertained, enlightened and authentically guided to a more resilient life. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode. It's so lovely that you're here listening. I just wanted to go through something that I get asked a lot, and that is how to be the boss of your thoughts. Now, I am a mindset mentor and coach, so I am going to be talking about mindset as part of my strategy to help women with their self-identity and to build courage and resilience in their lives. So I am going to be talking about being the boss of your thoughts quite a bit. And I don't think that it matters that I repeat myself because it is a lifelong practice and it is something that you can do really well for a period of time and then suddenly you're in negative thinking patterns without even realizing it and you think what the hell how did I get there so I just wanted to give you some really practical tips a bit of background on how it works how your mind works and why being the boss of your thoughts is so important and then some practical tips about how to bring it back so that you can rack off the negative thinking patterns and get back into some positive manifestation pattern thoughts so here we go So it all starts with your thoughts. Everything that happens in your life starts with your thoughts. The process is thoughts, feelings, actions, and the actions of what your life looks like. So it's super important that we manage our mind and manage our thoughts. And when you think about your mind, we're not talking about your brain. Your brain is a fantastic organ that is like a supercomputer that is just runs everything you know when you're asleep it runs your body when you're awake it runs your body but it is not your mind your mind is separate it's in every part of us your mind is in every cell of our bodies and the mind has a couple of different very important structures we have the conscious mind which is our thinking mind and the subconscious mind which is our feeling mind Now, it is a really interesting way that it all works. The conscious mind is governed by our five senses. So we have smell, taste, sight, hearing, and touch. So our five senses process all the information that we're exposed to on a daily basis. So everything in our waking moments is processed by our senses, and all that information comes through to our conscious mind as thoughts and ideas and dreams and all those things that we want or don't want in our life. It just depends how conscious we are of them. And all of that information gets processed by our senses and comes through to our conscious mind. Your conscious mind reminds me of a very busy, say in Japan, like a really busy pedestrian crossing where everyone is just crossing at the same time and they're all going in all different directions. And that's what the conscious mind is like. Those thoughts and ideas are buzzing around in there. So without paying attention to what is going on in your conscious mind, you can actually let things through, let thoughts and ideas through to your subconscious mind without even understanding what it's going to do. 
It's super important to manage our mind, our conscious mind, because everything that we let through into our subconscious mind becomes embodied in our life. So we act in reflection of what is in our subconscious mind. So if we're not managing that transition between our conscious mind and our subconscious mind, our behavior and our actions, and therefore our results in our life will be whatever is in that subconscious mind. And you may not have had any management of that or any choice of that because you didn't know that you needed to be the boss of your thoughts. One of the most interesting things to know, and it will absolutely serve you, is that the subconscious mind has no ability to distinguish between what is fact or what is fiction, what is real and what is not real, what is true and what is false. So if you are not being conscious of what is going on in your conscious mind, in your thinking mind, and you just allow all those thoughts to flow down into your subconscious mind, they get accepted with welcoming arms by the subconscious. And then from there, your behavior will bring the results in your life. Now, your subconscious mind houses your beliefs, your values, your behaviors, and all of your conditioning. Now your conditioning means everything in your life from when you were born to your age now that you have been told, taught or shown and it sits in your subconscious mind and it drives your behavior. So if you are told something over and over again as a child, that then becomes a belief and it's part of your conditioning. So you might be doing things in your life that you have no idea why you're doing them. They might not particularly serve you, but you don't know why you do that. In no right mind would you do that. But because you have been conditioned over your life, you automatically do that thing based on that conditioning. Your beliefs are really important to how you behave in your life, and a belief is just a repeated thought. So just think about that. If you have the same thought over and over and over again, or a similar thought in the same sort of field of thinking, that then becomes a belief, which means that if you have not been the boss of your thoughts, all of those thoughts that come in can actually make false beliefs in your subconscious mind, and then you act on them in your life. So if you believe something about yourself that you really in your heart know that it's not true, but this seems to be this overarching belief, so it must be true, then that is because you have allowed thoughts through that do not serve you and are not true. The other thing that is in your subconscious mind are your values. So how you want to act towards yourself, how you want to act and behave towards others, and how you want to act and behave in this life on this planet. But these values could also have been formed by thoughts that are not true. So if you're getting my gist here, everything in your subconscious mind comes from your thoughts. And if you have not been the boss of your thoughts during your life, you have no idea how these values, beliefs and conditioning have been formed. So it's time to take back control of what is in your subconscious mind by rewriting all of those things, rewriting your values, your conditioning and your beliefs. Now, that sounds really hard, hey? (laughs) But it isn't hard. It is simple. It's just not always easy because the conditioning in your subconscious mind is very strong. It wants to hold you where you are because it just is. 
okay so the conditioning just is and it doesn't want to be changed because that's the way you've been thinking and the way you've been feeling all of your life so here we are we have got our subconscious mind it holds our beliefs our conditioning our values it drives our behavior now how many of us are completely happy with what's going on around all of that if you're anything like me, then there have been times when I've been very unhappy about what's going on in my subconscious mind and which has driven me to rewrite my values, rewrite my beliefs and rewrite my conditioning. Now, I want to talk a little bit about guilt and worry. They are thoughts that I think that society is plagued with. And when those thoughts go over and over around in our conscious mind, and go through into our subconscious mind and we get those very, very strong feelings of guilt and of worry. I just want to make this really clear. Guilt and worry are really useless thoughts and useless feelings and I'll tell you why. Guilt is worrying about something that has already happened. Now we all know that we can't change the past. We cannot change anything that's happened before this second. So feeling something about that is completely useless to us. And what it does is that it actually spirals into us feeling something that we don't want to feel and that doesn't serve us. So thoughts of guilt are thinking of things that we cannot change. So let's get rid of those. Now, worry is exactly the same. Worry is worrying about or thinking about something that might happen in the future beyond this time. And we have no ability to know what is going to happen. We can influence what is happening beyond this minute, but we actually are not in any control of it. So worrying about something that hasn't even happened yet is also a really useless thought and useless feeling. Have you ever been in the situation where your story that you're telling yourself in your mind goes around and around and you're making shit up about the future that you have absolutely no idea if it's true or not? And we seem to make these big grandiose stories of all these big what if stories and they don't serve us. All they do is bring us anxiety and bring us worry. And we are a society and a community that is absolutely full of depression and anxiety, especially during a pandemic. So if we can nick some of that, reduce that, then we are just going to feel much more at peace and much calmer, which is what I want out of my life. So hopefully it's what you want out of yours. So let's try and keep our thoughts just in the moment. Piss off the thoughts that are about the past, piss off the thoughts that are about the future, and just let's worry about what's happening right now in the moment. And that then follows on to our conscious mind, subconscious mind that I'm talking about. All those thoughts that we're having about the past or the future all get let into our subconscious mind and drives us. So this is how we can become a self-fulfilling prophecy. We think about something in the future, we worry about it, we make it bigger than it is, we make things up about it, we tell stories about what might happen, we tell ourselves over and over again and we just allow all those stories into our subconscious mind. And as I said, our subconscious mind has no ability to distinguish what is real and what is not. So therefore, all those untrue stories filter through into our subconscious mind. We behave in accordance with what is in our subconscious mind. So you've 
told yourself a story over and over again, you've allowed it to sit in your subconscious mind as a belief because you've repeated it and then you act in accordance. So you become a self-fulfilling prophecy. You are the boss of your thoughts. You are the boss of your feelings and you are the boss of your actions. So if you are worried about something that's happening in the future, you might actually bring that about because of your thinking. It's just something to really think about. Do I want this to happen? Yes or no? Well, no, I don't want this to happen. Okay, I'm not going to give it any energy. Otherwise, you will become what you are thinking about. And that is just the way it works. If you are looking for resources to help you, to give you some more depth of understanding around this, then I would really recommend Byron Katie's book, Loving What Is. She talks about the fact that any suffering that we are feeling is all about our thinking, how we think about an event or an experience. And so it's pretty confronting, but it is a really fantastic way to freedom, freedom of thought, freedom of feeling. So that's Byron Katie's book, Loving What Is. The other resource that I think is just amazing is Dr. Wayne Dyer, any of his stuff, but I loved I Can See Clearly Now. And also there is a spiritual solution to every problem. Both of those books are amazing when it comes to keeping your thinking away from guilt and worry and just being mindful and thinking in the moment. And there's one more resource is Deepak Chopra. Now he is just the king of mindfulness and he will tell you that bringing your thoughts back to the present is your key to freedom. So you might be thinking, yeah, Earl, this sounds all very, very easy, but you know, you get caught up in these thinking patterns without even knowing it. So help me, help me. How do I actually do it? All right. So it is not the easiest process. I won't lie to you. It is a practice. You need intention and you need to pay attention to what is going on in your conscious mind. Just remember that everything that sits in your subconscious mind, your beliefs, your values, your conditioning has been forming for your entire life. So it's not going to be an overnight process to rewrite that. It is going to be a process that's going to take time, but it starts with conscious thinking. You need to be conscious of how you're thinking right now in this moment. Are the thoughts serving me? Are the thoughts true? Will the thoughts take me to where I want to go? You know, all those questions that you can inquire and examine and investigate in your conscious mind to make sure that the thoughts that you're allowing through into your subconscious mind are going to serve you, that they fit with your vision, that they're part of what you want to see in your life, how you want to act, how you want to behave, the results that you want to get in your life. So it all starts with that conscious thinking. Now, Deepak Chopra has a wonderful tip about bringing it back because it's very easy to get caught up into negative thinking patterns and they're automatic. They, Because of our conditioning, we can automatically get caught up into these negative thinking patterns without even realizing it. And so suddenly we're like a couple of minutes in, we're starting to feel crap. Our energy is dropped. We're vibrating at a really low frequency and we're just feeling a bit shit. Well, then why are we feeling this way? Oh my God, what am I thinking? I'm thinking these negative thoughts and I didn't even realize it. So if you are Deepak and you're going to take his advice, what he says is to bring it back to the breath. Okay. He says that you cannot concentrate on your breath 
and thinking thoughts at the same time. And it is really difficult. If you've ever been a student of meditation, it is really difficult to concentrate on your breath and think of things at the same time. In fact, there are many times when I'm meditating and I'm concentrating on my breath and I'm breathing in and out and that's where my entire focus is and suddenly these thoughts will just wave around like clouds you know floating through the sky but if you really concentrate find a quiet place close down your eyes and then really just concentrate on your breath breathe in really deeply for you know four or five beats and even if you need to keep that focus you can count the seconds because that will keep you concentrating on your thoughts and then allow that breath to come out for the same amount of time and just keep going, breathing in and breathing out and really focus and concentrate on your breath and that should stop those negative thoughts and bring you back to the present. So that's a really good tip. Thank you, Deepak Chopra. He is obviously, as I said, the king of mindfulness. Another tip and resource that you can use is a model that I have named Your Mindful Muse. Now, I will drop a link to a masterclass that I did on the Mindful Muse, which will give you heaps more information and also a visual model for you to use. But if you can imagine that your mind is a massive circle, like a sphere, and the top half is your conscious mind, and the bottom half is your subconscious mind. And then underneath that big sphere is a tiny little body that actually brings the results in your life. Because when you think about your mind, it is so much bigger than us as a physical body. So our little body in this model is tiny and our mind is this massive, big sphere. And if you imagine on top of that sphere are five aerials and each aerial represents our five senses. So each aerial represents a sense, taste, touch, smell, sight, and hearing. And all the information outside of that sphere is our world. And we have to process all that information that we're exposed to on a daily basis through the five aerials, through the five senses. So just imagine that. And then the top half of the sphere is your conscious mind. All the thoughts and ideas are buzzing around in there. And then in between the top half and the bottom half is a little filter. And then you allow whatever is in your conscious mind to filter through into your subconscious mind, which is where your beliefs, habits, and your values and conditioning all live. And if you can actually remember what it looks like so that when you are next feeling under attack by thoughts that aren't serving you, you can bring up that visual model, the mindful muse, and then try and really manage the thoughts and try and, you know, piss them off if they're not serving you. So that's another tip, your mindful muse. Another thing that you can do to help you clear and calm your conscious mind is a thought purge. Now you can do this any way that you like, but here are a couple of ideas. You can grab a big piece of paper and lots of pens and textures and whatever you want to use and just let it run free write anything that is in your conscious mind just let it out write it down on the paper and just really go for it now the idea is not to then read that you want to you want to destroy that because you're trying to purge those thoughts you don't want to read them again and pop them back into your conscious mind so write it all down and then get rid of it if you want to you can make a ceremony of it and burn the bastard 
or you can just throw it in the rubbish, whatever you want to do. Another way that you can do a thought purge is to use the voice recorder on your phone. You can yell, shout, rant, vent, sing, scream, yell, whatever you want to do. Record that and then you can keep it for future reference if you want, but I would suggest you just delete it straight away. It is the act of expressing these thoughts, getting them out of your conscious mind that is going to help you the most. So just try and not look at anything you've done or listen to anything you've done in this thought purge. Now, mindfulness and meditation are wonderful tools to help you manage your mind. Meditation has a bit of a bad rap, I think, as being something that's really difficult because I think that, well, I don't know about you, but I, when I was thinking about meditation before I adopted it as a practice, I thought I'd have to be like a monk dressed in orange, sitting in a temple on a hard wooden floor to be able to make that connection. But it's not about that. It's about just connecting with your heart, with yourself. And so my practice is just to lie in bed because I'm not very good at sitting um, and doing it. I lie in bed with my hands on my heart and I just start my deep breaths. And during your meditation practice, you won't always have that strong connection. Thoughts will come in and then they'll leave. And if you pay attention to them, they'll stay. So it's about actually taking your attention away from your thoughts and back to your breathing and just really making that a nice deep process and letting your center, so centering yourself to your heart with your breath. And just don't worry about the thoughts. Just let them come and go. Don't pay them any attention. The more attention you pay to your thoughts, the less you're going to be meditating. So just make it a simple practice. You don't have to make it a big deal. Just take some time. Do it wherever you are comfortable. Do it the way that makes it best for you. Don't worry about what anyone else is doing. And you can meditate for 10 seconds or you can meditate for 10 hours, whatever serves you. Wayne Dyer tells a story about being at the traffic lights when they're red and meditating there, taking that opportunity to close down his eyes, take some deep breaths, center himself and do a meditation. And he says, every time the lights turn green, the driver behind me reminds me that my meditation time is over. So you can do it anywhere. And the good thing about meditation is that the more you do it, the better you'll become at it. And also you can just do snippets of it. You don't have to dedicate big amounts of time to your meditation practice. Just do it whenever it suits you. You might be sitting at your desk and just getting a bit overwhelmed with what you've got to do. Take some time. It can just be a couple of minutes. Close your eyes, take some nice deep breaths and center yourself and then start again and just rid your mind of those overwhelming thoughts. Now I'm just going to finish by sharing a story about when I have been the boss of my thoughts to change the way I was feeling. Now it's a really simple story and there's we've all got thousands of them but this is just something that has come to mind. Recently I was going to an event and it was for a women's business network. Now I just joined the network, it's a local network, and I was going to my first event. And I'm sitting in my car and I was getting butterflies in my tummy and I was feeling a bit nervous about how I was going to be received because this event, you know, has women that have been involved with this network for ages and I was a newbie on the block. So all the thoughts are going through my head, how are they going to like me, I'm the new one, are they going to accept me? all that stuff. And it started to feed a little bit of worry and a bit of anxiety. And I was getting the butterflies and I was getting nervous and I was thinking, oh my God, L, stop. 
right now you are the boss of your thoughts. You have no idea what's going to happen when you walk through that door. You have no idea how you're going to be received. And anyway, what does it matter? As long as you are being true to your heart and you have your values that you're standing in and that you have got your shoulders back and your emotional posture is strong, then walk in there like the person you are. Be fully expressed in the person you are. So I sat in the car before I went in and I coached myself through it. I became consciously thinking about what I wanted to happen as soon as I walked through the doors. And I wanted to rid myself of those doubtful thoughts, the worry thoughts, and bring myself back to now and go, okay, I can do this. I can walk in there, I can be my fully expressed self and I can know that my values and my heart are in the right place. And I was able to do that by really being consciously thinking about what I was wanting out of the night, what I what I wanted to feel and I then based my thoughts on that, not let them just go off and, oh, she might think this or she might think that or whatever. I just brought it all back, went, snatched myself out of it and said, okay, This is how it's going to go down. You're going to walk in there with emotional posture. You know that your values are great. You're coming from your heart and you are the boss of your thoughts. And so that's just something that I did recently, a little story. And I'd love to know if you can share a story about when you have been the boss of your thoughts, how you've changed your feelings and changed your situation by managing your mind, because that's where it all starts. It all starts with our thoughts, thoughts, feelings, actions, your life and you are the boss of each of those you are the boss of your thoughts you are the boss of your feelings you are the boss of your actions and you are the boss of your life so i hope that you've enjoyed another little life class on being the boss of your thoughts and that you have got a couple of tips from there to help you manage your mind because that's where it all starts until next week have the most fantastic week Practice being the boss of your thoughts. Practice doing that so that you can rewrite what's in your subconscious mind so that you can manifest the life that you truly want. Really, truly want. So have a wonderful week. Lots of love from my big smushy heart to yours. And I'll see you then. Bye.